0: What's up, y'all? This is hey, Aunt Tiana. And I'm Remy. And welcome to AR Vibes, the musically bossed up podcast where we discuss music, life, and bossing up. Period. Hey. Before we get into today's episode, let's pay respect to Anchor. Hey, shout out Anchor. The app where you can create, distribute, and monetize your podcast right from your phone. And who doesn't love easy money? Not for real. Not only is it easy money, but it's also easy to use. You can record, edit, and add your clips right from the source. And keep in mind, y'all, this is a 100% free hosting and distribution site, period. So there's no need to worry about running out of storage or having to pay any of those membership fees. And best of all, it automatically distributes to all podcast listeners' favorite platforms. So accessibility isn't even an issue. Now, let's get back to it, y'all. Hey, y'all, we are back with our last guest of the Finding Your Peace series. And before I move on with that, yes, and before I move on with that, I just want to say thank you to all those who have tuned in with us and commented and just sent us DMs on how this was helpful. The series was helpful to you guys and you finding your own peace. And hopefully this one will be the best of them all, the best way to end it and kind of spark the idea for us in the future. Let's just, you know, mm-hmm. put that energy out there. But today we have a recent graduate with a Master's of Science and Counseling and a specialization of Marriage and Family Therapy, and it is also in the process of getting her dual-licensed therapy, therapist license, and client advocate who is enlightened, resilient, and strong. Please help me welcome Cara Kennedy. Hello yeah thank you for coming out yeah. thank you for having me hey, thank you. so let's go let's talk about the the let's jump right into it yeah so <laughs> what field specifically are you aiming to get into up there mental health okay that's so, a weird thing
1: yeah yeah <laughs> okay. and what made you what? get into therapy Oh, oh, my goodness. I think this is one of the questions that people ask me the most, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm almost embarrassed that I don't have a better answer, um, but I can kind of tell you where I, where I started. Um, I have two amazing parents, and they, you know, taught me about caring for others in different ways. And yeah. then I got to, let's see, middle school, high school, and I started taking those aptitude tests. And it always led me to counseling. So it was saying things before I even knew what it was saying. Um, You know, picked psychology as an undergrad and kind of kept going from there. Nice, nice, for
0: real. And usually that's like funny because I I I forgot all about those like aptitude tests and stuff like that. Like last for that, I had to take (laughs) college. Like, yeah, like, it really does give you, like, in-depth, oh, this is the path you should take. These are the type of jobs you should do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. You just, like, okay. I'm kind of, like, stayed with it. (laughs) I I I
1: trusted it at the end of the day. (laughs) I I remember. So, and then, oh, there were so, I don't know why we took so many. That's what I was bothered by more, because that's how I remember them so, (laughs) so vividly I was like annoyed I was like that's going to say the same thing because um it did and even like when I you know took some personality tests and aptitude and you know all this good stuff uh, inventories for what I should do or career counseling as I was going through my program it Mm -hmm. still led me to counseling and I was like well I guess (laughs) I guess I made the right choice I think I'm where I'm supposed to be.
0: So, how many different like lanes are there within therapy? Because you said you're you're going down the lane of mental, like men- being a mental therapist. So, what what made you specifically choose that out of like what else there is? Um, uh, that, ooh,
1: even better question. I, I I think I was just interested in you know how things work, um, mm-hmm. and the mechanics and behaviors, and you know you know the why. I was interested in the why that you know as I even got older I figured out there isn't one answer of why because as humans we're all unique. But that was interesting to me. I wanted to just like you know get to know people and see how they operate. Um so I was just like let's let's go with you know the mind which is complex and powerful and let's see what I can learn and and how I can help people apply that to their lives as to helping them understand maybe the why in their lives or why they're motivated to do certain things or operate certain ways. It was just like, I got to figure this out.
0: Wait, sorry. We, would you say you're, you're a people watcher then? Like, would you watch people a lot? Um,
1: Not in like a kind of go to the park <laughs> and sit <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm not entertained by people that way. Um, But growing up, I do recall being very, like, reserved, because mm-hmm. I wanted to see how people operated, you know, um, without me, or, you know, see who's, you know, maybe cool, and, you know, not me, because I was, I was a pretty sensitive kids, um, but I was just, you know, like, you, there's certain, certain people do certain things, um, yeah. so there's a lot of, like, things, a lot of, like, just questions I had, um, and so I was more just interested, I was curious, is, is the word I like to use. <laughs> I, my mom and my grandma they told me I had an inquiring mind as a kid. So I think I just kept going with that. With
0: like family knows, family knows. <laughs> so also and just to confirm, you are also opening up your own private practice, correct? Oh, in the works in the future. Congrats. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Speaking into existence, I, though, that's
1: what I'm that saying. Let me speak it into existence. Yes. Um, shout out, huge shout out to my SMU folks. I actually have a couple colleagues um, that want to do the private practice thing. So we're we're working on our, our skill. We're mastering, you know, what we need to do so we can eventually move to that. And that that's exciting for me because uh, I never dreamt of it. But I was like starting to think, look at it. I was like, you know what? do that i can yeah. work in a private
0: practice <laughs> i can own my own private practice so um, like how so, a conversation about as far as like because you're saying like you did not even think of that dream as a possibility oh, like yeah so you just went to school around um, your colleagues and then you just kind of came like a conversation like okay y'all they have to do that okay man, let's do
1: it <laughs> hey y'all what's up <laughs> let's go <laughs> Um, yeah, that's no, it it didn't. It didn't go like that. I, I was actually more way more comfortable working for a private practice. So I'm actually working at innovation 360. Shout out to y'all. Woo-hoo. Um, and I was just like, you know, my, my CEO is amazing. Dr. Kevin Gilliland. He's also an adjunct at SMU, which is how I learned about him, but he's got this amazing private practice. And, you know, I kind of saw myself, you know, being unique like him or, you know, wanting to learn and grow in the field before I kind of broke off. And um, I knew that in school because I was like, oh, I like, you know, not having to work about work around, you know, administrative things. I like just doing the work. You own your own private practice. That's all that paperwork. But it's feasible is one of the great things that SMU taught me is that, you know, having your own business is a possibility. And mm-hmm. if you work hard, if you know, you know, your network, which Dallas has a very strong network for SMU alumni and, you know, you work it right, you can find the right people and the right connections. So it came about, um, I've got um, a great set of friends and we all are kind of different, unique in the program. So um, my good friend, Caitlin, uh, approached me and, and Like, I think it was Emma and Jen and, you know, a whole bunch of other folks. Um, And, you know, we kind of assessed how unique we were, even from each other. So I was the part with the psychotherapy, which is perspective of system. So the family Um, and not many people are like enthusiastic about that. But I am. I think it's exciting, especially when you see how a whole unit works. Um, And then talking about like with play therapy and working with adolescents and, you know, we. We all kind of brought something different to the table. So we're all kind of, you know, running down some ideas and I
0: don't know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, stick around for a few years. Yeah. I really love that. I love like how you just explained, because really that's how like a, I feel like a business really should operate whenever mm-hmm. you like develop your team. It's like, OK, what are your strengths and your weaknesses? What are you good at? What do you love to do? And Mm -hmm. executed that, and I'm gonna execute it that, and we're gonna make it work. So I definitely see y'all right. The collaborative effort (laughs) a definitely bright future. That's exciting. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so I know you said that you work for 360, and you had mentioned one of your job responsibilities was um clinical assessments. What exactly is is that part?
1: Oh, wow. So that is basically when a person were to sign up for our services and they're kind of coming in for the consultative aspect of their care. So that's, you know, one of two things is what people don't realize when assessment is going on. We're also making sure the client sees us as a good fit. So Mm -hmm. we're assessing, you know, their needs, assessing, you know, behaviors, assessing, you know, um, feasible goals, stuff like that. It's really just a really good conversation that may be thorough depending on that specific person's, you know, needs for, you know, why they came in for that day. Oh, I didn't even think about it like me either. Yeah. And then the other side of it is that, you know, it can be, you know, casual looking, but it can also be very formal. So this could include actual, you know, assessments for, um, Uh, anxiety or depression, or where you may be on the scale of uh, our clinic, it specializes in personality disorders. So maybe you might have some um, tendencies of a personality disorder we're already kind of feeling for and looking out for that. Um, So that's, you know, something that happens among several um, practices with, with mental
0: health. Dang, I really wanted to ask a question out of that, but I know you got, <laughs> client privilege and stuff like that. I was like, Ooh, I could something. Can't like oh, can't go too I deep into it.
1: it. Yeah, Can confirm in or deny? I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> but I did. Okay, so this is one of my favorite parts of the little yes. Interview. Um, when what? it comes, I'm sorry. You you want to go ahead, Remy? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, when it comes to learning and to learning to unlearn, there's really so much that can be unpacked from that. Especially when we're looking at each person individually, like we all go through our own, you know, our own trials when it comes to life. But one thing that is Mm -hmm. most, if not all of us, have in common is, you know, childhood trauma and generational curses, and we're starting to hear that a lot, as you know, for us Mm -hmm. millennials looking back oh, my family did that, too, or we went through that, too. Mm. Um, And it's needed for us to break these uh, chains and just heal from it. So with that, what song did you choose that helped you learn to learn from those experiences and why?
1: Ooh, so the song um, that I chose, okay, so this is the song that you guys had me pick out, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is, I chose um, Self-Care by Savannah Christina. Um, she, you know, it says it in the title, just taking care of yourself. Um, so I kind of view it as, you know, it's, it's kind of vague in the song, but, you know, it, self-care can be, it can be very specific um, and it can do more than one thing. So um, learning to take care of myself, I think, was a big thing that
0: I learned. Is she like a, a pop singer, country? She is an R and B singer. Really, hmm. I never heard of her. Me either. Yeah. Y'all be putting us a- a- on. Let me research <laughs> Wait a minute. I do this every time we gotta make. Yes.
1: Oh. I'm a. I'm like a true R and B head, so I find like all kinds of artists here and there. You know, one
0: hits and albums and EPs. Yeah, okay, I've never seen her before. I have to <laughs> give her a listen. She gives me like that, yeah, that um, neo soul, neo R&B vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so that brings us on to the next segment, um, kind of digging dip- deeper into childhood trauma. And yeah, so like we did some research and there was three common types of uh childhood traumas. Uh, so mm-hmm. I saw that there was accidents being, like, equivalent to something embarrassing happening when you were a child. Like, I don't know, maybe you peed on yourself in front of the class or something. Mm-hmm. Bullying, cyberbullying, and dysfunction within a home. Um, and honestly, I was thinking back, I was like, dang, I kind of relate to all three of these. Um, oh, not yeah. peeing in the classroom part, but, you know. <laughs> Watch, you on, you. Watch you on, y'all. <laughs> Not that part, but I didn't realize, like, the effects that those things had on me until until I got older. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what would you say to someone who may be noticing their trauma but refused to seek help? Ooh. Um,
1: that's a, you know, that's a, that's a very interesting question you ask because I think it comes down to the person and what they find helpful, to be honest. Um... I can't exactly talk somebody into therapist because having a you know resistant client is not ideal. If they don't want to be there, they're mm-hmm. not gonna do any work. But um maybe also walking them through like, you know, maybe something's not normal or something's not okay. And you know, there's there's different ways to um, you know, seeking help, but you know, kind of talking about it. And so with that, um in the you know psychology world, there's, there's two, there's two other types of traumas that they have, which are big T traumas and little T traumas. So depending on the person that can be, you know, that a car wreck can be a big T trauma, but what if the car wreck wasn't that detrimental? And it was just kind of like, ah, that person got in their first car wreck that could be categorized as a little T trauma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depending on that person and what that trauma means to them, um might help them kind of realize that they might need you know a little guidance a little you know assistant, a support in in finding that the help that they need um cuz that's kind of that's a really big hump for people to get over um in the first place just asking for help is yeah. Yeah. challenging so um it's kind of starting there like you know in and seeing what what they're needing to
0: from there i oh. think it was that you had said that too like big t and little t traumas because I think whenever I was just, you know, we were working on this interview, I was really just thinking as far as, like, talking about things that you've gone through. And, you know, everybody's trauma is like, my big T trauma could be Mm -hmm. your little trauma. So at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. sometimes when you know people have been through worse things than you, it's kind of hard. you know, um, think about the things you've experienced because it might not look, it might look like you're ungrateful or you're like complaining. So how do you like combat those like negative thoughts with your clients or just like make them feel like, you know, we all, we all have our own issues, but that doesn't make yours any less than mine or the next person.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think somewhere like it would be like, you know, I do a little bit of self-talk to myself. So when I feel... I don't know, entitled and I want somebody to do something and, you know, I have to give myself a talk like, you know what, I don't know what they're going through. They probably not answering the phone for a reason. Like, let's be more realistic (laughs) about, you know, somebody else's experience because my thoughts are not facts. Um, I have to, you know, be able to check myself. So that would be similar to, you know, some of the clients that may be receptive to that message and understanding like, yeah, you have to be a little bit, less grandiose. Um and when a person is super grandiose, they're all about themselves. Have y'all ever seen those toddlers by like four years old that don't care what their mom or daddy says? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just that Run would off. be that <laughs> a grandiose, egotistical <laughs> child. But you know, sometimes it translates to adults being um you know older and, and them not understanding that other people have problems. So mm-hmm. all about how we relate to each other, how we understand, you know.
0: I like that. I really like that. I was thinking also like some people are discouraged to even go to therapy or to see, seek therapy is because they're, they're scared of the Pandora Pox. Like you hear that a lot when it comes to unpacking um, those things. Like let's say I had a, mm. a little, what I saw, what I thought was a little T <laughs> really turned out to be a big T. Ooh. Mm. And I feel like so many people are scared. And even myself, I can't include myself in that. It kind of is like, oh, I don't think I want that to be unpacked, even though it needs to be. Ooh,
1: yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Like, like we're almost comfortable
1: here. Like, you know, me dealing with the pain to every day rather than opening up uh, like you said, Pandora's box. And I might cause more pain.
0: And I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ooh, that's that's tough. Uh that's tough. Oh, for you know I, I got to speak to you know our own people my people of color. Yeah. Um we that's do what tend to think about. that thing. That is <laughs> oh yes. I'm sorry my people my people but come on in this office and get this good good healthy <laughs> you know therapy. Mm-hmm. But uh it, it's it's people also have to understand that um you know it's it's what I like to think of it is as an investment. Mm-hmm. So even though you might be coming in, it's not all going to be at once. It's not all going to be heavy heavy every day. And it will be work. It may be tough. Um, but, you know, in the long run, it's an investment in yourself and your mental health and your ability to live a fulfilling life without being dragged down by those, those traumas that might be hidden in the closet for no reason. You might be, you know, dealing with something and have no idea why you act a certain way when you hurt, hear, hear a certain comment towards yourself. So coming in and unpacking those things can lead to also understanding yourself a lot more than you realized you could. We all think we know ourselves until we have a mirror held up to us. Ooh. So it's just like, oh damn, I didn't <laughs> see that angle. Oh, sh- ah, but but you get to see it and you get to work on it. So if you're afraid, I understand. It it can be it can be tough. That's when yeah. you learn to instead of quitting take to, to take a break to just get some rest and and be able to go back in the next time but um i mean you know I have, I have i have happy clients um that you know didn't always start that way but you know they come to therapy and you know they they have a long list of things and and sometimes we we can just work on one thing for a while and and that fix a lot of problems um and you know they're they're grateful for for sticking with it, to be honest. I know I, it's hard sometimes, but, you know, it's it's definitely, definitely worth it.
0: Wow. Yeah. Especially with our people, too, because I'm glad you said that. I had a question earlier, but it slipped my mind, and now you're saying that. <laughs> How is, like, the field that you're in, and do you see other, you know, people of color around you as well? Is it?
1: As far as, like, uh, clientele-wise or professionally?
0: professional wise,
1: um you know i i'm gonna be honest i do have quite a you know small because all of my networks are kind of small um Mm -hmm. just you know being new here kind of uh but i have a well-rounded group of black professionals um that specialize in mental health and i'm grateful for them Mm -hmm. because it's like you know these these are these are my people like Special, special and specific. Um yeah. so mm-hmm. it's, it's always nice to have those people on your on your team for support and for assistance and just to kind of um, you know, guide you, guide you through and just be there for you, root for you. You need a team, man.
0: It's be nothing there. like seeing the another black person in the office. Like that's the best feeling. <laughs> I promise. Yes. It's like, oh, I see you, I see you, okay. we in the same right i know i'm jumping back but i wanted to go back to um the talking about unpacking so a big thing that i think about when Mm -hmm. unpacking is the main thing is forgiveness so Mm -hmm. i have like a lot of family members who are close to me who i have conversations with that i can just like Feel whenever they're just like trying to vent to me, like the hurt that they're going, that's going on inside of them, and that they feel as if like another person has caused this to them. And the biggest thing I try to tell them is they really need to go have a conversation with that person because you never know that you know you never know that person could be gone tomorrow, and then and then what you're kind of just stuck with that trauma, that hurt and that resentment you've had towards them and you never get to hear from that person's side of their story. And maybe that's going to help yeah. you understand their actions better or, you know, you met you, just an apology yeah. or just something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. So it just doesn't have so much control of your emotions. I'm like, so is that like good advice to give people? Even though some people <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, well, I don't actually give advice. That's a misconception. So I I can't, I can't even tell you if that's good or bad. I think it mostly depends on the person, but as a, as a future therapist, I don't actually advise people to do anything. Um, people don't know. Um, but therapy is, is a, is a working relationship. What's that? I'm sorry. I said, go figure. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I think what you were saying, I want to get this right, but are you saying, like, that if people miss out, they might
0: not have that closure? Is that what you're saying? That's, yeah, that's where my mindset Ooh. is, because, like, they have so much hatred towards, you know, this person, or they're blaming so much of failures or inconsistencies in their life on these people. And f- they're already assuming and making things up in their head, like, they're, they were this way because of this. And it's like, do you really know that? Like, I don't feel like you, Ooh, that's yeah. I, I think that sounds like personal baggage as well. Like, why do they feel like it's the next person always? Like, do exactly. they have their own mm-hmm. reflection of how they are? Hmm. Oh, like they're projecting. Yeah, like projecting their own, own thoughts on other people. See, I see what they're yes. doing. doing it to us. I- no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You know you better than, better than tell you we just because, the topic because we just get deeper with it we get
1: deeper <laughs> with it. You, just, you just go deeper and deeper but you know this is this is this is realistic too as far as face-to-face therapy with myself i it's a conversation so don't be so mm-hmm. afraid of it you know i wanted to, i want my black people to, to learn that you know that we're not big scary monsters here to you know just boss, boss you around but um, but, yeah, step on in. But, yeah, I like I like what you're saying as far as, like, the, the protection. And, yeah, I think that, that makes sense because, I mean, I had some – I recently had my grandfather pass away, and I was afraid that some of my cousins that didn't get to be around him, of course, like, things changed with COVID, but they were going to miss their opportunity to, you know, tell our we love them and, you know, mm-hmm. get our one last hug. So I felt – I kind of gravitated with that a little bit in in understanding like all right yeah like this might be my last chance and i might never know if if that if the horse don't tell me from the horse's mouth yeah, i don't right. know but yeah that's 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 totally true
0: all right so you mentioned how you're not able to actually give advice to your clients right so are you more so or any you know therapist and uh therapist in the making so would you say like they're more so like the blank heavies that people pour onto and then you just show them a projection of themselves and show them how to deal with the stuff that's going on in their lives?
1: Um, I think, yes. And no. I think depending on, you know, how they come in, some people come in and it's like everything's a mess and it, they're depending on me to help them kind of, uh, straighten everything out and kind of order it together and prioritize things. Um, but then you also have, uh, like the basis of a foundation. So it's not like they're just coming in and just, you know, I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's like several things, uh, with, you know, helping people get to where they need to go. And then sometimes it's just like, here, this is what you told me. So I'm gonna say it back to you. What do you think? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes I don't even realize that in a way like they're they're giving it to you and then you just like up ping pong it back to them and then they end up answering their own question not even like realizing it yeah yeah because it's just like it's
1: more about perspective um Mm -hmm. so even though I give it back I might give it back in a way that you know I, I change a couple words and it's a different sentence or I might mean something um, synonymously to what they said. So it's just like more, hey, here's how I'm hearing this. Is this what it's like for you kind of Mm. thing? Or, you know, let me understand what your experience may be like. And is this, am I seeing this correctly? Because um, if so, let's talk about it.
0: Mm -hmm. That reminds me of this episode. Um, Do y'all watch, what is that show called? Uh, This is Us. Do y'all watch that? Oh no! Wait,
1: no. you don't like that shit? I I think it's too heavy for me. Honestly, oh.
0: <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth to go home and Wait, like. What's I it heard about? that was really it's real. It's up there with Grey's Anatomy. I I couldn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I had anxiety. Oh, I watched Grey's every Anatomy. episode. Mm. Oh no. Oh yeah, because somebody's always dying on that show. <laughs> That's why I had anxiety oh, like every episode. <laughs> is that heavy for you? <laughs> death is death is that is natural. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! But with this is as Randall, one of the the leading roles, he decides to go to therapy because he ended up he actually had anxiety, um, and the therapist he went to. It's like she was just challenging him and she knew he was kind of like he had this perfectionist uh, type of mindset. So she had on on her wall, she had like a painting of something weird, her coffee pot. She had the the actual pot removed and just let the water drip on the the heating plate. So it just sizzled. And it's Mm. like she was testing him, I guess. (laughs) So is that your plan to also do that to your clients or is that even a good method to do like that
1: is, well, well, first of all, that's a show.
0: True. (laughs) It is a TV
1: show. (laughs) Um, I mean, I I don't, I can't, I can't speak for everybody. Um, But also just to reframe that it could be an assessment. Like it could be like, how does, would somebody react if I, you know, Push this button because a test is more like right or wrong. It's objective. Assessment is, uh, you know, subjective, where there could be several different results to the mm-hmm. exact same, you know, question. So that therapist might have been gauging his behavior, mm-hmm. and if he was gonna snap, I don't know what
0: does he snap? If yeah, he he. You know, up, well, <laughs> spoiler alert for those who don't, you know, watch it. But he did end up snapping. He was like, "Why do you have this on the wall?" He was like, "Can you please fix your coffee pot?" And she was like, why do you feel like you always seem to be in control? This is my office. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. But that would have irritated me too. No, I <laughs>
1: oh yeah. I don't I don't know if I I'm not I'm not that bold. Maybe when I get about 50, 60 and I have my own little, you know, private practice and it's just me and I don't have to see anybody if I don't want to. I might test some people. I might. <laughs> <laughs> if I know they're gonna pay for me anyways, I might be charging a good price and they know I'm worth it. They might, you know, wanna go through all that just to <laughs>
0: But with that as well, we, I know we mentioned a couple of myths. Are there any uh, other myths about going to therapy that you've heard of? Oh, where do I start? Um,
1: I think the biggest (laughs) one, (laughs) definitely the biggest one is, you know, I don't have a problem. Uh, And, you know, the, the gag is, is that you don't actually have to have a problem to go get a checkup. Um, just like you would for a physical, you you just kind of go for like the full workup and, you know, just get some diagnostics or, you know, whatever might be important, but it's, it's always good to go to therapy period. Mm -hmm. Now people choose to go in when there's a problem and that's okay. Some people choose to come in when, you know, somebody else close to them is having a problem and it's getting to them, but the, you know, that's a definitely a big misconception is that there's something wrong. Um, And what I tell my clients is that I'm not here to fix you. I don't think that you're broken. I think that we all have room for improvement and that's okay.
0: Mm -hmm, That's true.
1: um, Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then also some people, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, that they need to unload or unpack or unravel. Maybe what they need is support and Therapists can be also very, very supportive in in a good professional boundary kind of way. Mm-hmm, but um, sometimes, you know, a person needs to hear the, the affirming and the confirming things that they don't maybe get at work or with their family or with their spouse or whoever. But yeah, sometimes they can just come in because they just kind of need somebody to talk to and that will be a, a healthy environment for their mental state.
0: That's true. I was gonna say, I like how you said that you shouldn't always wait till there's a problem. Um, I'm not for sure where I heard it, but it was some it was some other podcast, and she was saying that she goes to a therapist once a year, um, the same therapist, and it was just like a mental shakeup, just so when the time came, or just to catch a problem early, if there was ever a problem, or if she was on the verge of a mental breakdown, um, and she just didn't know about it, her therapist would have you know, been able to assess that for her. And I was just like, I never thought about like, you know, the way you schedule your eye exams, your, your doctor visits. you should also, you know, also check on your, your mental. Cause that's also equally yeah. important.
1: Absolutely. Um, and you, it, you, just, you don't want to wait when with those, you know, physicians and other types of doctors, what tends to happen is that you have a new patient appointment and that's like months out. And what if that problem is more urgent than you want to, um, or that you're approved to have that care for. So, you know, like you're, like that woman that you were referring to, yeah, have a have a doctor already on file so where, or on call so where you can, you know, make an appointment and you're already in, you don't have to do any new patient paperwork um, and, you know, you can just kind of jump in or, you know, get some things checked out.
0: So, would you say that's like, um, like if if I was to schedule it, just say like, oh, I'm here for my my one year check in, or like, how would you actually communicate that with a therapist?
1: Um, to be honest, okay, I'm, I'm gonna talk about myself. I I see my I see a therapist. I've seen several over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I just just finding a new therapist, and um, you know, on the paperwork it says you know, what are you coming in for? And I just say general, because that's exactly what you can do when you go to a physician. Um, and maybe at that time it's, it's not specific. Like I, it's, it was required in our program, um, to go through the, um, counseling as a, as a, as a, a person that's being counseled. So, you know, I put all the information that was like necessary and then everything else. I didn't worry about it. Cause What you say on that paperwork or during that initial console or assessment Mm -hmm. may change, and it often does, and that's just, you know, that's life. That's just people living and things existing and environments just coexisting with each other, and things change in life all the time.
0: That's true. That's so true. I think about, um, I don't know, when I used to think about, like, Going to therapy. First of all, I don't know how that negative stigma just surrounded therapy, because I like the way Remy had just described it as like just an annual checkup, or both of y'all just described it as annual checkup. Like you go to get your eyes checked or you go to get your health, you know, something within your body. Your your mental is a part of that as well. But whenever I would think about therapy, what if the person, because obviously the person, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right. Like, the person has to want to be there. But sometimes that person isn't the conversation starter or the person who wants to talk about me, me, me. So it's like, do you have those awkward silences where it's just kind of like, they're just staring at you like, fix me or talk to me. Like, they're depending <laughs> on you to be that yeah, you person. do
1: your job now. I I got it here. <laughs> so go <ahead laughs> and take the- over. Yeah, I mean, that, that happens because, you know, it's, it's almost like a formality or people just are, you know, they might be a little anxious and not know how to kind of jump into talking about themselves. So that's okay. Um, I, <laughs> I'm kind of honest and, you know, it's, it's important to, you know, at least acknowledge things. So I say like, you know, are you nervous or, <laughs> or, or do you feel okay? Or is it okay if I ask you questions, um, that mm-hmm. will maybe help you tell me about you. Um, so just kind of staying in the office, like, oh, It's kind of awkward, isn't it? You know, um, Mm -hmm. and just going from there, because, you know, sometimes that, you know, that little chuckle, that little laugh, the grin, it helps people just be like, okay, so I'm not the only one that feels this. Um, (laughs) And that's okay, too.
0: (laughs) So I know, like, one of the worries, um, one of many worries, I guess you could say, that a lot of people have when it comes to, you know, seeing a therapist and seeking one is the actual cost the cost that's of it. it. And you mentioned earlier, like see it as an <laughs> investment. Yeah. So like would you like what is it called? The sliding scale? Mm-hmm. So does that apply to um I360 as well? Or is that like a specific overall cost when it comes to that?
1: Um yes, that does actually apply to there. So I um in the future will have my own set of private clients and I have a price, but of course there is also sliding scale. So that could mean one of the, you know, many things. But of course, we're gonna make sure that, you know, you get the services that you need. Um and know a lot of people don't know this or maybe they do they just don't know anything about it but you can always ask for a referral let's say like this is a great person that you want to see but just pay out of your price range long scale you know it's not something that they have or it's still not in your range you can ask for a referral and see where else you can go that that therapist would recommend um but yeah there's there's lots of people that are willing to um to work with you oh and Especially right now during the pandemic, there's a lot of therapists that have discounted their rates. Um, And then also therapists that are doing uh, telehealth. So um, Mm, there's lots of different price points and ways to work um, with a new, you know, mental health professional.
0: And for the people who are like me, what is a sliding scale?
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) you're good. Um, A sliding scale is something, is a payment based on your income. So sometimes they have it broken down or sometimes there's just like a different price or there's also like a scholarship type of uh, fee where you are actually, you know, provided a certain amount of your payment to be paid for by the clinic itself or the agency. um, And then you pay for that discounted rate. So it can it can be different things, but basically it's it's a discount for therapy for that type of uh, professional service.
0: Okay. Good question. Good question good question question. thank y'all thank y'all so now we are getting into mastering the vibes and for those who are who may be new to the show um, this is the part of the show where we ask our interviewee to give three main points that ties back to their song and Carrie you mentioned that you had self-care by Savannah Christine Right. Christina, Christina, let me get it right. <laughs> Savannah, y'all, don't really like her too. Like she's a whole vibe. I can tell. Like off of her, like her promo from me looking up her promo, it looks like very, very me. Let me just say that. <laughs> let me look at this girl's pictures. <laughs> you gonna see the fro. You gonna see the brown, the neutral, the 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 melanin popping the skin. It's beautiful. But um, what are your three main points to learning to unlearn?
1: Okay, well, first and foremost, um, learn more about yourself. Um, Sometimes, you know, we learn things from other sources or environments, people, and, you know, we could disagree with that and have no idea. So learning more about yourself, your learning style, your triggers, your, your love languages and personality type, and know how you, you know, you don't have to work with every, or everything that works for other people does not work for you. So understanding yourself at like a more personal in-depth level. Um, so you don't make assumptions for other people. You learn like, you know, your opinion is your opinion. And this is, you know, where you're seeing, um, your unique perspective, for, um, source from. So learn more about yourself for sure. I like that. one. um, <laughs> um, and then secondly, uh, what I kind of jot it down is that um, don't wait till something has gone completely wrong to fix it. So kind of like going along what we said earlier, is just like, don't wait till this is a big problem. Um, learn to acknowledge it, even when it's smaller at like a, or a mm. reasonable kind of easy level to deal with and address the issues before it's unmanageable. Because sometimes it's just like, it's just going like, you know down a rabbit hole where it just gets worse and worse and it mm-hmm. snowball effects and then affects other people or other things in your life. So, you know, learn to um, address issues at a manageable level. And then I think that goes pretty far. Um, and then lastly, um, I would just say to learning how to unlearn is to know it's okay to be vulnerable at times. <laughs> Which is, I I know, it's it's tough, and um, a lot of people don't know how to do it at times, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, knowing how to say you're wrong, knowing, you know, to admit that you have had a weak moment, um, because that's what it is, it's not that you're a weak person, but you maybe have, you know, weak moments, as we all do, and to let others, you know, have can somewhat control to be able to like hand over the reins when it's necessary um and you know again not not being afraid to ask for help because that's that's really challenging for for a lot of us in in different ways Mm -hmm. but you know learning that it's okay to be vulnerable and just like kind of acting on that allowing others to come in and you know maybe know a little bit more about you so you can receive you know the help that you need or just that kind of push to Unlearn those specific things that you've known before.
0: Could it, it's okay to change. Oh, stepped on my toes. at yeah. that one. You don't, that's what <laughs> I'm like. You don't have to be so independent. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm
1: talking to us now. I'm talking about us black right. women. It's okay.
0: Girl, it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> it's okay. Lift <laughs> that jaw. Speak to somebody. Somebody going to help you. Yeah, you already.
1: It's all right. We all here for each other. Yeah.
0: I like those three main points. So learn about it though. Don't wait until it's a big problem to handle your shit. Now, this is, I'm rephrasing it a little bit. And She's like, like, I didn't say that. that be vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, crap. wait a minute. <laughs> paraphrasing, paraphrasing. But with that, too, um, do you have any upcoming events that we should know about? Ooh. Well, of course, my dual licensure
1: for LPCI Ooh. or Licensed Professional Counselor Intern and Licensed <laughs> Marriage and Family Therapist Associate. Okay. Um, besides of getting a whole bunch of letters behind my name, um, no, right, not right now. No, no, like uh, in the near future projects. But um, I do have some other things that I can't really speak about right now. But just more. The it's in the works. It's in the works for sure. Um, but I'm also open to, um, you know, collaborating with young professionals as as you young ladies and, you know, telling people more about mental health. and. Numbers. Yes. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely going to, you know, show my face a little bit more. I'm a recent grad, but I'm trying to get out there a little bit more.
0: So we'll Ooh. see. We're going to have to get you a, a nameplate with all your added letters. for your, Right. Uh, That's going to be, be a long nameplate. Make sure it's
1: a long nameplate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that be super long. But do you have, um, I saw that you also kind of do Mental Health Mondays on um, your Instagram, right? Yes. Yes, totally. Yes, I do. So uh, can you explain a little bit more about that? <laughs>
1: So Mental Health Monday, it's really just something that I do to help people to get started or motivated for their work week. Um, So I will choose a different topic or subject. um, And, you know, I I do it on Instagram on the story. So it's quick, it's easy, because I know I only have like seven seconds of people's time. But I do, you know, just a few slides of, you know, each topic. And, you know, I I go into depth and sometimes I ask, you know, my followers, you know, how they feel about the topic or where they find themselves on like the scale, if that's that's what it is that day, or, you know, if this is something that, you know, they've encountered. So it it can be interactive, but most of it is just like reading little tidbits of information and, you know, how to take care of yourself. Um, So today it was about um, energy and reserving that energy because it's limited. So, you know, letting people, showing people that, you know, your energy isn't just, you know, for your work or your friends, that, you know, it's actually for all of it. And you need to be very, very mindful of how you spend it. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's an investment. Um, and it should be seen as such. So just little, you know, topic here and there. Um, just, you know, talking to Slack folks and kind of further reducing the stigma and, you know, getting down to a level where people understand what mental health is instead of seeing it like, it's a big, scary thing that um, keeps people away because sometimes it's just like, oh, I didn't didn't realize that or, you know, I didn't know this you know, that affected me this way. But um, I do it for the people just because I, I enjoy talking mm-hmm. to people. And it's it's a really good kind of um, talking point sometimes if I get mm-hmm. all kinds of messages. But it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Okay, I, you mentioned energy, and now I got one more question, and I promise I'm <laughs> okay. But I, okay, like if, right now, I'm really, like, getting to learn more about, like, your chakras and, like, different frequencies that you can vibrate off of and everything like that. If with your profession, how do you combat, like, such, I'm pretty sure not all of it, but negative energy that you have to be around or just, like, how do you vibrate on a different frequency? Or, like, what do you do for yourself to keep your energy at a higher frequency?
1: Yeah. cues uh, self-care by Savannah Christina. <laughs> that's my I do. It's a lot of self-care. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, dead-ass serious. It's self-care, self-care, self-care. So, you know, it, I have a therapist for self-care. I take walks with my puppy for self-care. I get sleep self-care because yeah I, I am a person that um i'm finding out that i'm incredibly empathic and that can be draining when you're taking on somebody else's energy oh, whether yeah. it be positive or negative or neutral um so i have to take care of myself really really well especially during the the week um so it, it's variations of you know what they taught us throughout the program that i uh, graduated from and um, just knowing that I have to reserve myself for the next day um, because I'm I'm susceptible to burnout because I, yeah. I'm so passionate about my work that I put, yeah. some, I put myself into it and then I go home with nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So just being aware of that um, and knowing that I have to take care of myself on the front end so I can, you know, finish through with my client and, you know, be, you know, re- as resilient as them, I have to really, really take care of myself.
0: I like that. Well, thank you for putting yourself in that building. allowing people to put that energy on you and you (laughs) be able to combat it with, you know, all your self-care that you do for yourself, which we all need to do, which is important. And that's perfect. I love that you said that because you're the perfect person to end on for this self-care series. (laughs) And and before we actually end this episode, I want to read today's Mental Health Monday post. Okay. okay. Dami, cue, cue the music, Dami. All right, <laughs> view your energy as if it were an investment in your daily life. Valuable, intentional, and limited. Oh, okay. Snap, <laughs> snap, snap. <laughs> Thank you for that because yeah. we've been we've been on the whole energy, like mm. trying to pick it back up lately. That's so, yes, yeah. we are on the uphill battle. Oh, that was there. perfect.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a true blessing. I was, let me say, I was super excited to come on. I'm mm-hmm. like,
0: do you actually want to talk to me about this? Okay. <laughs> of course. Because I know i oh, we talk- were so excited. <laughs> Remy was like, girl, I think I might have a therapist for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> it. went. <laughs> for real? Because so we were saying we really, we just really needed one and we wanted one and we weren't even thinking on the the spectrum of the series. We were just like we need it. And then well, we really wanted it. That's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, I started yeah I
1: don't think uh Ruby was talking about we, she never knew that about me and I'm a little bit modest because also I what I find is that people depending on what I say about my profession, they're like, oh should I stop talking? Yeah <laughs> so, aware of what people think i'm doing was just analyzing all the time which i'm not because listen i have a job i get paid to do it now i'm not just going to do it all with nilly for free <laughs> um but you know i I'm, I'm getting myself more out there i i love dallas and the you know really strong black powerful educated community that we have here so i mean you guys are this is this is my dream actually working for the people of color that are working professionals that you know are just trying to make it just like me because it's a journey so i'm here and you know here we have. Yes. <laughs>
0: But again, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciated You dropped some knowledge. Definitely. We might need to revisit some of this stuff. Oh, <laughs> but with that said, we're out. Bye. Bye.